Hey everybody, Chris here. Um, second episode of the Runaway Smash hit on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast Network. You're killing me. In this episode, they talk about the movie that ultimately inspired the name You Kill Me, I believe. Uh, they they tell you what year it's from. What should be noted is this is a spoiler uh, intense show. So if you haven't seen the movies they talk about, you should probably see them beforehand if you don't want spoilers. Particularly this one, Mick gives a pretty good rundown of what's going on um, right up front. All right, enjoy. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Oh, good. It's us again. It's uh, here. Jeff and uh, Mick St. John. So, a couple things since last week. So, this will be our second podcast. Number two. Yep. And uh, we were going to watch the Ray Milan movie last weekend, but then right after we got done with the last podcast, we were going through all these movies we could watch. And uh, Mick suggested we watch this 2007 uh, movie called You Kill Me. So that's what we're going to review today. You Kill Me. You want to talk a little bit about uh, summary of what the movie's about? Yeah, we'll, t- we'll say that. But, but I will say also that we also named the podcast You're Killing Me after we thought about it. Because we thought, oh, that's a funny name because alcohol and drugs actually do kill you. And that's sort of the theme of this And show. Jeff was killing me through the whole <laughs> The whole time. That's right. <laughs> so, you know. There it came. So, welcome to You're Killing Me. This will be the one podcast where we review the movie of the origin of our name, which is You Kill Me. It's a 2007 film directed by John Dahl. It stars Ben Kingsley, Luke yep. Wilson, uh, Tia Leone, and uh, who, who plays the real estate agent? That guy with the glasses uh, who's, Bill, it's not Bill Paxson, but it's the guy who reminds me of Bill Paxson. I don't have a clue. You know what I'm talking about? No. He was the real estate agent in the movie? Um, yeah, but I don't remember who he was. Okay. I'll, I'll look him up while, you're, while you uh, are talking. But anyway, so why don't you yeah, tell everyone what kind of what the movie's about, Mick. Okay. Well, it's a dark comedy. Yep, it's a dark comedy. Are you going to repeat every word I say? No, go ahead. All right. Sorry. It's a dark comedy. You're killing me, Jeff. You're right. killing me. No, it's a dark comedy. It's about a hitman who has a problem with alcohol and um, he cannot perform his job. It's interfering with his job. He can't kill anybody. He's supposed to kill this uh, crime boss. Played by Dennis Farina, who's, you know, great in it. Wonderful. Yeah, always good as a mob guy. And uh, he ends up falling asleep, doesn't kill the right, doesn't kill him at all. So uh, his boss sends him to, and his... uh, I think Father sent him to San Francisco to get sober. Yeah. He arrives. The first thing he does is buy, you know, a gun and a bottle of vodka. Yeah. He does attend an AA meeting, and he doesn't like it. He's really kind of, you know, pissed, and uh, he doesn't have, says he doesn't have a problem. Um, But he's screwing things up, and... um, He's kind of putting the family business right. in jeopardy. So they really kind of say, you know, you need to take a, a job, get a job, you know. Yeah, he needs to straighten out your life. Yeah, 
Yeah. So he does. He gets a job at a uh, mortuary. Mortuary yep. as a mortician. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Working with dead people. I mean, you know, and uh, he ends up falling in love uh, yeah, with. So- uh, Let's let's talk about that. Okay. So he's a mafia hitman. He screws up his job. He sends out. He's sent out to get dry in San Francisco. He, he becomes a mortician, and I'm I'm with the movie all the way. Like I'm kind of with this part, but this whole love thing that that threw me off. Tia well, Leone plays the love interest in this film. Right, right, right. And I don't know, like the whole relationship that they have. I'm not sure what her damage was. I didn't buy her as this damaged person that she would still hang with him through this whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Like he got drunk on their first date, didn't show up. He's older. He's a freaking hitman. And for some reason she's this, uh, she plays like this PR person or this ad exact marketing person and she just stays with him the whole thing. I don't know if I bought that. Like that was the one part that I was just like, really? What is uh, I bought that. You that did? happens, yep. Yeah. And that happens all the time. What you, you see that all the time. Young, beautiful, uh, together women falling for total alcoholic yeah. messes hitmen. Uh, you see yeah, that You see it right here, Jeff. You're looking at it, okay? <laughs> You're killing me here. Uh, you see it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you see women that stay with men, men that stay with women, yeah. that, you know, uh, with the alcoholic spouse. Yeah. When you know they know long that they shouldn't. Yeah. This movie, I think, what's so funny is that the premise is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But the performances are so understated, beautifully understated, yeah. that it it comes off and it works well. It's real believable. Yeah. It's it's much more believable than the damn movie we saw night. last week. Wow. But, you know, that's only my opinion here. Um, I thought. It did. This feel. This movie felt like it. Yeah, it's an indie film. It feels. It just feels like an indie film. It's sort of. It's not tight. It's not. You know. It's not formulaic. It's. It has lots of meandering, wandering, weird characters and. Thing. Yeah. It definitely has a lot of that. A lot of understatedness. So you, uh, Luke Wilson, becomes his first sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you? Did you think the AA stuff? All those scenes because he starts attending that meeting pretty regularly. Right, I really, you know, that I bought, yeah. Yeah. He's still drinking, you know, at first through it. Yeah. And, um... On a a scale of 1 to 10, how well did this movie get the AA part right? I'd give it an 8. An 8? Yeah, I really would. I think, uh, you know, he couldn't perform his job. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know us end up not performing our yeah. jobs and trying to hide the alcohol and he was trying to do that yeah um he was you know uh, attending meetings mm-hmm. and i, I was, was still drinking and that that's you know that like that a lot of people I did do that, that for tears yeah, yeah yeah that was sad so i like that his sponsor though started starting him on the steps so they started him talking right. steps his sponsor was a toll guy going over the right. Golden Gate yes, Bridge, right? So they would have their meetings at the yeah, toll stations station. while he's like handing out tickets. And uh, I thought I thought they got the conversation about God really, really right. So when you get into recovery, right, at some point you're going to deal with the third step, right? And you're going to have to c- cross this thing where do you believe in God? Do you have a higher power? And lots of people who come to the program don't have rejected this thing or 
they've had were raised religious and have had this God that is that means all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to kind of this is always a hurdle as my experience personally, and then just working with others. Uh, it can be a real hurdle. It can keep people out when if they're not willing to believe in a higher power, or not even willing to cross that, right? You, well, or to believe in a higher power that works for yeah, them. Yeah. And, you know, as I think, and this is my opinion in only, right? and does not reflect the opinion of AA as or a whole. Else, yeah, we got it. Uh, which is one of the traditions. Um, is that, you know, a lot of times as the more you stay sober, the more you're dealing with life, the more you're dealing with what happens, and you're idea, your relationship with with your God has, you know, got to grow or change and change. Um, if a lot of times it's hard to give up those old beliefs that have held us back. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we'll see a, a kind of a punishing God or we'll... Yeah. I, but I don't think Frank had, Frank, who's the hitman, played by Ben Kingsley, I don't think he had a God. No, he did. I don't think he did. Yeah, but as I love that his higher power became the Golden Gate Bridge. Right, right. <laughs> but yes, because it, it was it was bigger than him. It was, and that's what he was saying. It's like, and he you could just see need it. to find something that's bigger than you that you can believe in, and then there's the shot of this tower, of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, and you so that, know, and that, that worked. Yeah, that worked, and that's pretty. I think that's a pretty common pretty common lots of people when they first get in use all kinds of inanimate objects bigger things just strange weird things right right well it's something they could you know I think you could see uh, you can grasp you can hold yeah. uh, you know he can look he looks at that bridge you know yeah um, so and and he, he believes and that's a good start because you can it it ends up transferring to something yeah. that is is real more real than the Golden Gate Bridge. Did you buy uh, Luke Wilson as a gay man? Yeah, you I did? thought I didn't realize that was Luke Wilson. I thought he was gay. That dude. Oh, you thought? He did, that, yeah. Yeah. So he. Yeah. Immediately when you saw him before you, right when you're watching, him, you're like, oh, he's gay. He's a gay character before he came out in the movie. You thought he was gay. Yeah. Wow. Well, you have good gaydar, Mike. Do you have? I, I mean, know. Mick, do you have good gaydar in your life? No, uh, not really. But I mean, <laughs> I've been told I have. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So he gets there. He gets. He gets his first talk with the sponsor. Right. Uh, then the movie has, I think, some truisms. It it has some scenes that are set up to when when you're needed the most you go out and get drunk right right when the you know it seems like things are going along really well yeah he so he gets some time in and he meets the girl and things are going along and she she's quirky and she likes him and then she's gonna have uh she's gonna this and this is a kind of a good scene they may have overplayed their hand on this one but she's planning dinner for him making this awesome meal for him and they're cutting to him at this irish funeral and uh, all these drunken Irish old people are kind of coming up to him yeah. at that cactus, cactus, cactus uh, casket. And this lady's like, oh, you made Jimmy. He looks so good. You're the one You're the one that made him, you know, look this good. And he's the mortician. They're like, Daddy, come over. This is the guy who made, you know, Grandpa yeah. Jimmy look so good. And they're all drinking. Yeah, like, Have a yeah. drink with us. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to drink. And 
the next person comes over, like, have a drink with us, you know, come on, drink with us. And they're all holding whiskey and they're all bombed. And uh, then the the kind of this the party the camera turns and everybody in the room's kind of looking to see if this guy's gonna drink with them. And finally, you know, after this really intense pressure of the room, right? Uh, Frank has a drink and it spirals out of control and he ends up crashing the car on the way home. And he becomes whatever and he misses the whole day with Tia. Leone, I thought that was it. it I don't know if, you know, it's funny because that the pressure of that day, we all get tight in the worst situations, right? That's one of the truisms, especially when you relapse. Like, you got the big job interview the next day, you've got the date that night, whatever. It's this anxiety that's creative, and all of a sudden you you drink again, right? Right. He did that a couple times this movie where it was just like, oh my God, you know, the the pressure's on, he's got to be there, he's got to show up. Well, and and the thing is, he's dealing with his feelings, too. Yeah. Yeah. You remember when, uh, when he's staked out, um, oh, watching her house? Yeah. And um, because, you know, the the other gang's going to come and try and hit him. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of watching out, protecting her, and, and he falls asleep there. Or she gets drunk there yeah. and falls asleep again. Yeah. That was kind of his awakening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that was, you, you know, was it was the second time. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And, and what made sense, you know, he's still, he's getting the message. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's attending meetings and he's working with a sponsor. And he's still getting the message, even though he's drinking. Yeah. You know, and to the point where, and he does want to quit. Yeah. He wants a normal life. Working with dead people yeah. instead of making dead people, mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it. It was very, you know, not. Uh, it was very true to uh, what alcoholism is about. Yeah, what recovery is about. Yeah, and the uh, nature of how they played it out mm-hmm. through this. Um, kind of dark comedy was done quite well, I thought. Like well, yeah, I was, I was thinking, so Bill Pullman was the guy who plays the real estate agent. And the real, and he's this guy who, the, the uh, Frank, the hitman's uncle, the mob boss, calls to set Frank up out there. And he's kind of a scumbag, and ultimately uh, he asks Frank to, to muscle in on some city councilman who's not going to sell him a house. And so Frank gets involved in all that. And he ends up getting drunk that night, and there's that scene in the bar where Frank's drinking again, and Bill Pullman comes over and, and in a nasty way, like pays for more yeah. drinks and wants him to drink some more. And uh, wants know, like, him to fail. You're a you're a freaking scumbag, Frank. And so yeah, there was that that low point. Uh, yeah, that was his bottom. That was his last night of drinking, uh, where he just you know kind of went off the edge. The one of the best scenes in the movie to me was when he's in he you know. The first couple six months, he goes to meetings. He's not sharing. He's hanging in the back. Right, the dare right. To, which, which, dare to be sober section, as we call well, it. Right? Yeah. What was I doing? I was reading yeah. a book. Yeah, that's I was reading Iron Weave the yeah. first time I met you. That's right. And you were hanging in the back, head down. That's right. I was reading my book. Yeah. Um, and so, but he kind of comes out of his shell. But there's this great scene where you know whatever, and he he speaks for the first time, and the hey. the conflict that you hear in his voice is basically. I, I, you know, I'm losing my job because I'm drinking, and my job is to kill people. And if I don't stop drinking, I'm not going to be able to do my job, and I can't yeah. kill people. 
So, and everyone in the meeting is like, <laughs> kind of like, oh, good for you. You know, they're like, we want you to be sober, but yeah, you're just telling us. Come on back. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. As well, you know? Yeah. And, 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 he, and he, the way Kingsley's so good. Like, yeah. he is in everything. Yes. Um, yeah, this cast was amazing. So, I mean, you know, that's a that's a great cast because even the supporting actors, Philip Baker Hall plays the mob boss on Frank's right. side, who's such a good, you know, Dennis Farina, who's always great in everything. Tia Leone, Bill Pullman, Luke Wilson, um, and Ben Kingsley. I mean, that's a good pull together cast. The guy who directed this movie, John Dahl, uh, did a movie, The Last Seduction, which is one of my favorite movies ever. is a phenomenally good film. I can watch. I'm, I can watch really? that. I never saw that. Oh yeah, with uh, uh, the girl who played the mortician in um, the Will Smith Martian movie. What's her name? Linda Fiorentino, and she's so good. It's a it's a proper thriller, like a proper suspense thriller. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, Rounders. He also did Rounders, which I thought was I like, and he's done a lot of great TV, Dexter and House of Cards recently. So he's got a good dark dark sensibility about him, I guess. Right, and, and it played off well. Yeah. Um, I think if you're an alcoholic, I think you're gonna especially enjoy that movie. What this? The, uh, yes, you, you kill, kill me. me yeah. You're gonna especially enjoy it, and um, okay. Well, I'm glad you think that. You know, and. Or that's what I've, you know, talking to people who've seen it. So, um, yeah, then the movie ends where he's, uh, he goes back to Philly, where he's from, right? Is it? No, oh, it's Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. It's all cold. And he's got to go avenge the family. Because in his absence, his mob side doesn't have any muscle. So the Dennis Freeney gang moves in, um, takes over his, his old guy's business, kills his uncle, right? Kills his freaking uncle. So he's got to go back there and sure do his job one more time. Make one last hit. Um, and and what I, I, leading up to that scene, he and T. Leone have this... One one of the parts... I didn't buy... I just didn't buy the fact that she'd sit with him. Okay, so we disagree on that. You but there is, say it again? I didn't buy the fact that she loved this guy. Or was even in, liked him as much as she liked him in the movie. I just didn't buy it. But there was a well, great look scene... look at you and your wife. She, my she wife, likes you. She I mean, does, oh, okay. Oh, never mind then. Now I totally buy it. <laughs> thanks, thanks for pointing that out, Mike, because I completely buy this. Okay. But there was a great scene where he's teaching her how to be a hitman, right? Right. Yeah, his apartment, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like teaching her how to throw a knife at a pumpkin and stab yeah, people, chip yeah. away at that and shoot and stuff like that. So... She he goes back to Buffalo. She follows him. He doesn't know that, and she kind of helps him at the end do the dirty deed of killing Dennis Farina, right? And uh, making the world right again. And then uh, then the movie I can't remember how it ended, but it was kind of a happy ending where he got out of. They go uh, back to San Francisco. He celebrates a year, right? 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 And, and uh, he's given his coin. And yeah, he's given his coin. Yeah, and nice. she's there for she's the, there. Yeah, brings out the cake. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it was a great movie. So you thought it was a great movie? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think. Well, like, uh, you know, on the indie I, scale, what's the best indie movie? Like, yeah, it was good. It was. It was good. very good. It yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it was a good I dark to, comedy. When I when I read enjoy. about it and saw and saw who was in it, I wanted. I thought it would be. It didn't. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I don't know why. Like Rounders, Last Seduction. Those are really good movies. I don't know if it was that good. I don't know, but but it had a lot of yeah interesting, funny scenes, and I do think you're right. If it was the understatedness of it, it did get the program pretty right. Right. Got the meetings pretty much right. better, I thought, than uh, yeah. last week's movie. Yeah, yeah. Which was 
What was it? The, the flight. Yeah, flight. They both. Flight. It is funny how they light AA meetings though in these movies, and how they're all kind of dark around the edges, and there's a harsh spotlight. Right. And there's some. There's always a podium, and everyone is faced towards the podium. And uh, all the meetings I go to are, like, in brighter rooms or whatever, but they're around a table, usually a big, long table. There's no, you know. Right. And it's, well, they're, the move, the move, they're uh, much funnier and la- and whatever. Anyway, I think just Hollywood's portrayal of AA means is sort of interesting. Right. They they do go with the standard. I mean, I've I'm <clears> been attending this new meeting. That looks it's like It's not a, new anymore, but right. it's uh, where they read the big book and then they start asking people questions. Really? Yeah. They just go around the room and ask questions? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll throw out a question. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, might be um, nothing qu- happens in God's world by mistake. And they'll say, you know. Discuss. Uh, yeah. Some, you know, they'll have a specific question and and uh, people will talk, you know, yeah. about that question. Okay. Or, or listen. Okay. And so it's a really different meeting. It's the only meeting I've been to where it's a, a Q and A. Wow. You know. So is it con- is it like they go through and ask a bunch of questions? And keep- yeah, they'll ask you know, and then when everybody's done with that question, they'll go on you know move on a little m- more. Or, you know, yeah. How many people are in that meeting? Yeah. Um, Twenty, thirty, fifty. Well, it's uh, twelve. Now the meeting's full. I want to say it's. I mean, it's not like a big night meeting because yeah, yeah. it's in the it's daytime. in the daytime. Is it at a church? Yeah, it's at uh, Saint John the John. Baptist, San Giovanni Day, Saint John the Baptist, South City. All right. So um, right off of so uh, attend that way. if you want. It's really good. It is yeah ten uh, eleven o'clock. Okay. Um, so good. So we like, so you give this movie like a one out of 10. I give it an eight and a half. Wow. I'd give it a six and a half. So there, there you are. Well, you know, I figured you would. But I, but I think it got the recovery right. It did. I it did really think it did too. Yeah. All right. So cool. So next week, I know you're excited. Why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next week? Nick? Okay. We are going to be, uh, discussing. Yeah. The new Lana Del Rey album, Honeymoon. Wow. Um, it's coming out next Friday. It's coming out next Friday. We're going to listen to it, and yeah. then we're going to do a podcast about we're it. We're going to do a podcast. And, um, and Lana, you just, she's in recovery. Yeah, uh, yeah, I sent you that link. Yeah, yeah. she is. And, um, you she's know, staying if you... sober? Yeah, she's staying sober. Uh, she's been sober nine years. Wow. And, um, well, yeah, we'll talk more. You can catch some of um, what she says on NPR. If you go, like, to NPR and uh, type in Lana Del Rey, they'll pull up a pod, one or two podcasts, I think, where okay. she... she chats about she, this. Yeah, and she says on, in one of them that she really, she writes for someone, she writes for God, someone she's never met. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in in person, but you really get a the, you know a sense of her spirituality, right? Yeah, it, and though her songs, you know, are very pop culture using drink. Well, yeah, are, are, I'm going to call them pop culture no. because. Um, but she doesn't shy away from the subject matter. Oh no, she she doesn't shy away at yeah. all. I mean, yeah. she's right in the thick of it. Okay. Oh, good. And um, well, this will be fun. Yeah. All right. So our first up, so we'll probably play some cuts, I guess. I don't know how we'll do that, but we'll play some music mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about it. Thank you.
All right. right. Okay, well. You're killing me. If we, we want to say, stay sober, be happy, and you're killing me. 